Hello, Max Cook. Hello. How are we? Very well, thank you, guys. Feels like it's been a been a little bit of a while on on uh, on the Lads Take podcast. It has indeed. Yes, now well, everybody's a little, here. A week off. Okay. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to the Lads Take podcast episode. God knows what I'm going to say. Seven. Um. Eight, seven, you you let us know in the comments. Um, let us know. Well, we might be a little bit rusty. We've had, um, well, what about, yeah, we've had a week off, really. We, yeah. we were meant to, to not have a week off, but uh, thing, things went a little bit haywire. Pav, do you want to explain a little bit of that? Yeah, so uh, it was hard to go out last week, and it just didn't end well. <laughs> it's a five-day hangover. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I couldn't see at the end. I had to leave early. The TV was a blur. Couldn't <laughs> watch the rest of the game. Too much beers. That's all I've got to say. <laughs> yeah, I think I think we mentioned on the on the last podcast before uh, we were meant to film the live podcast. It was Champions League uh, quarterfinal predictions. We obviously went to watch uh, Liverpool, hoping that they'd go through, uh, which obviously didn't happen. I was. I mean, I, we did record a live podcast. Uh, however, Pav had to leave uh, halfway through um, <laughs> due to whatever. Uh, mate, what, what, what was it that tipped you over the edge, Pav? I've no clue. I was fine when we got there. I had some food. And then all of a sudden, <laughs> I can't say. Uh, my head's spinning everything. The TV. Did you drink that spike? Did you drink my spike? That, that manager uh... there did look dodgy. Oh, well, yeah, she, she did look a bit dodgy. I would argue that maybe the roulette or the uh, what, what were the cards we had? Um, oh, the um, Ring of Fire. Ring, Ring of Fire. I would argue they might have had a part to play in. Yeah, probably. Max's uh, choices of drinks and oh, Elliot's. Yeah, triple gin. <laughs> you, mm. you were down in porn star Martini there on the garden, so it, it could be. That is true. Straight out of the box. Had <laughs> <laughs> um, to be done. But yeah, we 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 got well. Pav got into that state. Me and Elliot. Uh, I watched the uh, watched the video we recorded back, and it's just us hurling abuse at Sadio Mane, <laughs> uh, rightly so. Uh, but that's not good content. And then uh, as soon as the podcast was was over, um, something happened to you, Max. What happened? Oh, no comment. <laughs> no comment from Max. But that's just rough. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> We'll leave that. We'll leave that. One. We'll leave that there. But let's just say uh, we are barred from one specific bar in Derby. Um, anyway, um, this week we are going to be talking about the thing that everybody in the world and their mother has spoken about this week on Twitter, YouTube. It is everywhere. It is this incredible European Super League that's been going on. Um, lots of opinions. Myself and Pav have clubs involved, and Max doesn't, so it gives two different perspectives on those uh, on those differing points. Um, Elliot, who is a huge Liverpool fan, isn't here today. If you haven't noticed already, uh, he will be back with us as soon as possible. His commitments are not big enough for the lads' take. Yeah. Um, it's, it is poor from him, and he will face a forfeit for that. Uh, and a fine. Uh, however. We'll let him off. It's his birthday soon and uh, we'll hopefully get him to get his points across on a little video clip that I'll insert now. Well, of course we will. Okay, hopefully Elliot said his piece. If not, <laughs> then he's getting a double fine. But, lads, this European Super League, when it first broke, when the news first broke that this was going to be an official thing, I think we've heard about it for a couple of years now, uh, being in the works, never really thought about it for another five ten years when it first broke what was what was our thoughts on it max what what what, what did you think i don't think anyone really believed it did it to start with it's uh there was a lot of talk about it then nobody really believed it it was all uh there were a lot of rumors circulating on twitter uh unfortunately that started that's a uh, very serious with lots of statements coming out and then unfortunately the unthinkable happened <laughs> it's like a dramatic piece yeah uh, but i mean yeah so i i i think we we were all the same i'm, I'm sure you were pav as well when it first broke without the club's backing it, it, it did feel like well you know that's a bit ridiculous uh and everyone was making jokes and things like that 
But then you see, I think Arsenal actually, Pav, your club was the, one yeah. of the first clubs to say yeah, they were. we are part of the Super League. So how did oh. that make how did that make you feel? It's just Stan Kroenke doing what he does. <laughs> he just wants to get richer. He doesn't think mm. about the fans. He doesn't think about the club. He just thinks about money. Um, but to be fair, like when I first heard, oh, Super League, oh, yeah, I was thinking that like, this could be good uh, because I'd, it could be all the best clubs in the Premier League, in, in the whole world, playing against each other every week, yeah. which would be entertaining. But then it turned it to like no relegation yeah. and the big clubs, only the big clubs in there, and they can't leave. Uh, but obviously, it weren't the big clubs; it was the rich clubs, which then made me think, "What what's going on here? It's all about money." Um, yeah. So that annoyed me quite a lot. No, ex- exactly, and I think when when you started to see Arsenal, Liverpool, Manchester United, you know, confirming their involvement. I mean, to be fair to Arsenal, at least they had the balls to say, "Like we are involved." Liverpool, my club, just put up a statement, and you had to read through the newspaper hiding. Is, is mm. what I'd say. And you, your point is absolutely correct. I mean, it comes down to these owners not having a connection with football and, and yeah. wanting to make more money. But um, I do agree that what, I think there's aspects of the Super League that, that could work if, if done correctly. But we'll talk about that in a little bit. Um, but when it comes to the Super League, obviously, we kind of know those main reasons. But I'd like to get an insight from, from you two on, on why you think this has happened and and what has caused this to happen? So, Pav, obviously you've touched on upon it there. Yeah, so, like I said, it's money. It's rich people trying to get richer. Uh, like most of the owners of the, the, the top six, shall we say, the, the clubs that were involved are Americans. They're not British, so they don't mm. stand like what is for us English fans out here. Well, I'm not English, but... But for us fans, what football means to us, yeah. In America, they've got the NHL and the NFL, which are massive money makers, and they want to turn football into something like that. Yeah, no, definitely. Uh, Even even the system of it, um, they they were on about uh, having two like conferences where there's ten teams in one, ten teams in the other. Yeah, and it's it's all very American, and uh, yeah, not not a fan of that at all. But. yeah, yeah British people don't like it, uh, which I'm not surprised because it is ruining the whole aspect of football. Yeah, but yeah, that's my opinion on it. Yeah, well, Max, um, obviously, a chant you as a Derby County fan have been have been saying for a while now. Fuck the EFL has <laughs> turned into uh, it's turned into fuck the ESL as uh, Big exactly. Thug Dad and and uh, uh, Thugden and Thug Dad have made. Uh, very clear of the last few days over at the Chelsea protest. Big up to everyone that went there. Yeah. Um, making a stand for football. We, we love to see that. But Max, why, why do you think this has come about? Uh, yeah, I agreed with the money aspect. Of course, it all comes down to money. Um, I think, unfortunately, the, the, owners, the owners have probably been lied to quite a lot about the, uh, the excitement for this new league, league and what it's going to bring to them, uh, what it's going to bring to the club, the money they're going to get. Which unfortunately were probably a lot of lies as well. The the person running this uh, Super League has probably just told a lot of lies, made a lot of promises that you can have this if you come to it. So that's why that's why I think I look unfortunately, and uh, that's why he's got people on his side. But until until the other day, uh, there's no thought for fans in it at all. Apparently, even the managers didn't know, which is very uh, no. even worse. They've all been thrown under a bus, but. Um, it's just how, how the footballing world's come together lately, guys. It's just uh, absolutely fantastic. Yeah, it has been a really disappointing, and also, uh, obviously, had we have recorded this two days ago, it would have been a very different tone to what it is now. Um, but I, I'm, I'm gonna play a little bit of devil's advocate here. Obviously, I personally believe this is an awful thing, but for those big clubs, you know, you Manchester City, let's talk specifically about the Premier League now. Um, they don't believe that the Champions League is good enough as a product, which no. I, I love the Champions League, but I don't think it's distributed in the right way. I mean, it, it's only on BT, which isn't always accessible. If you, if you watch the Premier League, you have to have Sky and BT and Amazon. You have to have all yeah. these different things. So I don't think the Champions League is the best thing for all these big clubs. And also, if you are a big club like Manchester City, Liverpool, Arsenal, uh, Tottenham, like these 
big fan bases. I mean, they are the interest of the Premier League, to be honest. Um, I wouldn't watch Burnley v Brighton, but I would watch Chelsea v Brighton because uh, as football fans, we want to be entertained and they are the most entertaining side. So I understand where they're coming from in terms of, oh, well, we deserve more. And it is it is greed. Of course, it's greed. But I think what the Premier League and Champions League need to do is have some sort of regulation where they either make the league more competitive by introducing stricter financial fair play systems or they need to, you know, somehow come up with a way to ensure that the top teams feel compensated for what they're giving to the league. Because at the end of the day, as much as integrity as, let's say, a Brighton have, they are going to make more money from Liverpool playing them than Burnley or, or West Ham. So, you know, for those big six teams, it's about getting their value. Um, and, uh, yeah, I think I think there could be a better way to set this up with the Super League specifically in mind. Uh, but I'll discuss that in a, in a little bit. But um, should there be any sanctions put in place for these teams? So we've seen teams like Wigan um, re- basically relegated by points deduction and things like that uh, for their financial issues. And these are technically financial issues. They are going against the league. They've all taken a very strict response that you won't be able to have players play in the, in the Euros and you won't have, be able to come back to the Premier League and things like that. And now it seems like they're all starting to come back from those. But do we think sanctions should still be put in place despite the fact that all these teams have have come back and uh, and turned around, done a U-turn? A hundred percent. There should be punishment because they basically just started to leave the whole league. Mm. Uh, yeah, and so they need to be punished for that because they basically nearly ruined football. Um, so whether it's a point deduction, fine, uh, transfer ban, whatever it is, they need to be punished. So they never do it again, pretty much. That that's the thing. If if you were in charge, Max, what what would uh, what would your sanctions be for these these clubs? I think. It, it's got to be a hefty one. Well, not unfortunately. It's got to be a hefty one. Mm. Um, a statement needs to be made about this. You look at uh, you look at some of the points deductions that have already been given. I know we're not talking about in the Premier League, but lower leagues, Championship, League One and League Two. Some of the points deduction have been absolutely ridiculous. Making making a mistake with a transfer, going into embargoes. They've had they've had big points deductions for doing stuff like this. And these these six clubs have threatened to uh, agreed actually ruin the Premier League for. For many many years, and all of a sudden they're happy to come back into the Premier League. So I think, I, I think some some punishment does need to be uh, made. I, I'd probably say for for the big six is a fine really a massive problem for them, and an owner can pay off a an owner can pay off a fine, take a little hit, make that back in a season. Maybe you're looking at more either ban from Europe, will hit, which will hit them quite hard, or maybe something along the lines of. Uh, transfer embargo. I know Chelsea were in one. Maybe, maybe they need another. Mm. Yeah, mm. Uh, it's a difficult one to 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 really discuss. If, if you, I mean, for this particular episode, we're probably just going to specifically talk about the Premier League because it's too broad to talk about all the other issues with the Syria and La Liga. And, and to be honest, I'm not interested. They're all shy. Um, <laughs> We're just interested in the greatest league in the world. Unbelievable. Um, well, the second greatest behind the championship, of course. Oh, of course. Um, but when it comes to the Premier League, they, they are put in a difficult position because they need the big six as much as the big six mm. needs them. Uh, and, you know, if you're the Premier League, if you if you do pl- apply a heavy sanction, is that going to push them away even further? Um so that's something they've got to be worried about. But at the same time, you've kind of got to set an example so that no one tries this again. Um, and I do feel like, you know, if it was the bottom six, if they decided, well, you know, we won our own league, I don't really want to keep losing in the Premier League all the time. I feel like they'd be kicked out instantly and straight down to, you know, League One, League Two. So, you know, it's, it's where the money is. And um, I think I think they should be made an example of whether... I mean, my personal opinion is that they all start next season on minus twelve points. We've seen oh. we've seen Wigan do it. We've seen um, Sheffield Wednesday do it this season. Um, I think a it makes the league more interesting uh, in terms of twelve points is quite a lot to catch up, but it's not too much that they wouldn't get relegated uh, so long as they were able to. I think 
Pavio will admit that Arsenal are probably the only team that will struggle. Um, but I think minus 12 points, it sets an example. It says, don't do this again. And a lot of those clubs might not be able to make Champions League based off the back of that. Yeah. And then, yeah. yeah. I think they should be a point deduction from this season. Just to take out, like, those teams who are close to getting Champions League. Yeah. Get them out of it. Just, like, punish them that way. And then, like, Arsenal, they're 10th. They're going to be sitting 15th, 16th. Uh, <laughs> Lord. It's, I, like, I it's like reversing hard. three months of time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but there needs to be something done now because if you keep them putting off, mm-hmm. they just won't care. And like next season, yeah. they bring all the players they want yeah. back in and those 12 points won't matter to them because they'll make them back in four e the, the, the thing is, it's such a, it's such a shit topic because as we move on to talking about the players and the managers in a moment, uh, for me as a Liverpool fan, Jordan Henderson has been one of the main movers, it seems, from what's being reported in getting clubs to, to step step down with the... I mean, he organised the captain's talk just like he did for, for the COVID procedures. And um, he seems to pl- have played a massive part in getting John Henry to stand down. And, and obviously that has a knock-on effect. And I think... It's harsh on the players, you know, for teams like Liverpool and Chelsea who are fighting for top four, who have worked hard all season, for them to rip it away because of their owners. It's, it's so difficult because you don't want to affect the players and the managers yeah, it's not true. their fault. And the focus can't be there, can it? The players wouldn't have been focused. It, the players didn't know about it until we knew about it, to be fair. Yeah. Of course not, but I mean, Max, you, you were mentioning before this podcast uh, about how Liverpool just drew. Um, uh, Chelsea, Chelsea just drew. drew. It's going to be playing on the on these players' minds and it is unfair, but at the end of the day, it, it's the responsibility of the players to now stand up and say, you know, our owners need to go. And and if I think if they all get together collectively, I think it could work, but at the end of the day, it's their livelihood and jobs on the line. You know, I mean, I've mentioned multiple times off off the podcast that if you're Mason Mount and and you love Chelsea as you have done since you were, you know, uh, two years old, you've worked your ass off to finally get there, um, and suddenly your whole club's going to going to what going against what you believe in. It's it's a difficult position. I mean, him on the team bus yesterday, I, I feel sorry for him because seeing all the fans throw abuse. I know it's not at him specifically, but it's at his club. Uh, it's not their fault, is it? It's just, yeah, of course, it's, it's not, not. It's not the players' fault at all. But no. I don't know. They just if I think um, like you, like you talk about Jordan Henderson. Did you did you notice how once he came out with a little uh, little statement? I think a few more Liverpool players sort of uh, came yeah. out with a little uh, statement to their own, which is very good. Like you say, he's been a been a figurehead throughout all of this. So uh, fair play to him. You just hope that. You just hope that players do come out and have a little uh, a little say for themselves instead of sitting back and and letting this carry on. So we'll see. Yeah, that's what that's what I was going to ask. So Pav, um, like, how have you found the the reactions from players and managers so far? Has it been uh, good enough for you, or, or do you need more? I've been watching a lot of AFTV over it, and oh yeah, that they actually <laughs> Robbie they mate. Speaking, well, because they were. They weren't going at the club, yeah. at the players, like the manager or anything. They were going at Stan Kroenke, mm. the, the chairman of our club. Yeah. And that he needs to go. And they've, they've organised a protest uh, on Friday. Yeah, we're all going. Come yeah. on. Yeah. <laughs> Lads, don't <laughs> take an <laughs> Arsenal. Uh, and they're all, they've organised that just to get Kroenke out. And yeah. they've, they're not attacked the club or the, play, the the manager or the players, which is good because it's yeah. not their fault. Is the chairman, is he owner's fault uh, and yeah more clubs should follow in the in the steps of that having process outside make them sell the club there's probably loads of other investors out there that will happily buy a club like that and turn it into something good yeah the owners feel under pressure from this but i i it's very hard to get a it's very very hard to get an owner out of a club like fully out of a club just over this unfortunately i i don't think any owners are going no, I, I agree. I think I think the most likely owner to go genuinely is is Stan Kroenke of, of Arsenal, just purely because Arsenal as a brand, I don't think is as uh, is, is expensive. Good. Yeah, I think Arsenal as a brand yeah. is declining rather than inclining, and I think you know for for teams like mine with Liverpool or or Manchester United, like it's it's too expensive to buy. 
Yeah. Uh, no one has the has the financial capability to buy that. I mean, when John Henry bought bought us in the first place, he bought us for dirt cheap because we were in so much debt. Um, and uh, you know, I mean, to be fair to, to to be fair to our owners, it puts us in a difficult position because they they have always done what is best for the club um, in in terms of their finance as well, which has been the annoying thing. Um, they've benefited as we've benefited, which is fine. But it gets to the point where they they've they've turned too greedy and and gone against everything that Liverpool, as I've grown up, uh, has been known for. Um, and I think when it comes to the players and managers' responses, it puts them in a difficult position. They shouldn't even have to talk on this. Yeah. Uh, but uh, the fact that I, I mean, I'm not going to comment on all the all the players that are now starting to say things now that it's already done. I'm going to congratulate players like James Milner, yeah. uh, who came out straight away. Um, I'm probably missing a few. Um, uh, who else? Man Pacino out after the Leeds game and a little. Yeah. Klopp was put under one hell of a lot of pressure. Yeah. yeah. Uh, in his interview. Um, I think Oli Gunnar Solskjaer was too, wasn't he? Yeah, they, they had a lot of pressure. I'd just like to say that Patrick Bamford made a very, very good point about um, when the greed was coming and like the big protest about it. He'd like to see some more protests around bigger issues in football, which is a very interesting point, which is probably for another podcast, <clears> such <throat> as racism. So, probably yeah. for another podcast. So, um, fair play, Patrick Bamford. No, I agree. Patrick Bamford uh, has been, uh, that's a fantastic point that not many considered. And I think. Uh, to be fair to you know um, this Super League and, and everything, UEFA haven't covered themselves in glory at all. I mean, no. literally two incidents recently. You, so you have the Slavia, was it Slavia Prague? Um, um, yeah, their player got a 10, 10 match ban, um, and and nothing else was done. And UEFA's whole campaign, it's on the shirt: say no to racism, the yeah. Premier League, Black Lives Matter. It's all the same, uh, all or, or whatever else the Premier League states. They've got plenty of different uh, slogans and things like that. But these incidents happen, and they are, you know, a ten match ban, a, a do this, do that. But then when it comes to the money side of the game, when it's yeah. oh we're going to leave the league or we're going to leave the Champions League for this amount of money, suddenly it's you will never be in our competition again. You will be, like why can't they ban that specific Slavia Prague player from ever playing in Europe again? Agreed. Right. Yeah. You, yeah. you know what I mean? It's it's, it's very very much. Very oh, it doesn't affect us, so yeah. it's not really a problem. Like we'll 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 make some kind of stand because that's the right thing to do, and because we'll get too much backlash if it isn't. It's not right. And, and Bamford makes a great point. So well, in the group stages, when PSG walked off the pitch because uh, f- uh, someone was racist to them, yeah, the that's the sort of things that should be happening. They should be rescheduling players. Should be walking off pitches. If things happen to them like that, yeah, and that, get your wafer to reschedule everything, yeah, that, uh, and that, refund tickets, things like that. That's going to cost them money. Um, yeah, yeah, that, that's what that, yeah. that went and happened in in the La Liga as well with Valencia quite recently. Uh, they they walked off the pitch uh, in their game because of a racist incident, and um, uh, the late I don't well, I don't know what what's been done about it. I think there's still an investigation going on, but. They were told that if they didn't come back on the pitch and, and finish the the rest of the half, that um, they they yeah they'd forfeit the game. Yeah, um, which is which isn't right, and it, it's not like Valencia were losing two nil or something like that. You know, it was a nil nil game. It was a it was a close game, and uh, you know more has to be done. And Bamford makes a great point, and I think that just leads into how corrupt all bodies are, both the Premier League. Which is probably the the worst, like as in the the best of the worst evils. UEFA we know is corrupt. FIFA is definitely corrupt. Yeah. Um, and I think that leads into like what should happen from this point on, what to benefit the future of football in terms of making sure that this doesn't happen again, um, and that all clubs end up happy from this. How do you think we can we can address that? It's a tough one to say because you can't please everyone. Of course, yeah. Uh, but I don't. I actually have no clue what we can do. What? Like, uh, nothing's going to mind. Max, have you I, got anything in mind? Um, I think, I think a lot of work needs to go into to fully understand what's going on behind the scenes with UEFA, um, and these sort of companies because I think a lot goes on without us seeing about it, which is quite obvious now, um. 
how you do that, I really don't know. There needs to be some investigations going on uh, to make it fairer for everybody. I know that Gary Neville had been uh, trying to set something up for the past 12 months um, to try and do some in investigations around FIFA. Uh, yeah, around FIFA. But the the problem they've got is, isn't wasn't it true that PSG didn't want to sign up for the Super League because where the World Cup's being played in yeah. um, a couple of years, aren't they sort of aren't they sort of host uh, like linked with them or something? Which is yeah, very... well, well, their owner uh, I believe has money invested in that in that World Cup competition. Yeah. Um, so it's it's all very you know, and and the only reason the German clubs didn't go through because. They're, they're owned by the fans, 50, the 50, fans. What, 50, 50 plus, plus one, one rule. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and I think that is that is something that needs to be looked into both in the Premier League as well, because I was going to lead on from Gary Neville's point. I think the way to fix this going forward is to have independent regulators who regulate, who are nothing to do with football, by the way, nothing to do with football, so that they have no stake involved and that they go in, they're paid for by governments and paid for by the money generated uh, by football uh, from each club to look into FIFA, to look into UEFA, to look into the Premier League. I mean, perfect example of the Premier League, the top six being greedy again. Newcastle was set to be taken over not, not, not too long ago and everything looks fine for that takeover, but it was denied because of a vote that was swayed by the top six. Yeah. Um, and how is that fair? Most of them gain, I mean... Liverpool and Manchester United, for example, have been around for years and years as successful clubs. And of course, that's, you know, led to a bigger fan base and that leads to more money. But, you know, for teams like Manchester City and Chelsea, there's new money, it's new success. Why can't Newcastle have a go? And the top six are more bothered about outside threats than they are that each other. They were willing to go into European Super League. Teams like Arsenal and Tottenham, they were willing to go into European Super League they get battered week in, yeah. week out. Tottenham can't even make it past Dinamo Zagreb in, in the Europa League. It, <laughs> exactly. it's em but it's embarrassing. It really is embarrassing. It, it, and yeah, going off your point of like Arsenal and Tottenham going in, Arsenal have not been in Champions League for a few years now. So what, we can't get in, so we're going to buy our way in. That's not how football is. I want, to get, I want Arsenal in the Champions League, but I want us to get there and earn it by playing good football, not by buying our way into there because that's not how it should be done yeah and, the, and the, the fact that you can't even get relegated from that league uh and we'll I, I will talk about how we could improve the european super league to end this episode off but just quickly uh, you can't get relegated so let, let's say there are 15 teams in the league and they let these five teams come up how does that work let's say leicester are genuinely a better club than arsenal and have been yeah. for the last few years agreed if Leicester finish, let's that the top six are gone from the Premier League. Leicester win the league, they get to the semi final of the Champions League, whatever, which they are good enough to do if if all the top teams go. They then enter the Super League next next year. They come above Arsenal in the league in the Super League. What happens then? Do they do they come back? That like how does that work? Yeah. See, it doesn't make any sense um, because there's no guarantee that. I, th I think they think when they set this up that, well, the top 15 will never be in the bottom three or, or bottom two or, or however well it works. So it wouldn't be an issue. Um, but, you know, there's every chance that Arsenal and Tottenham could be in the bottom three against those. They're terrible. They're absolutely awful. Yeah. I, Liverpool haven't been great this year. Uh, Chelsea weren't great under Frank Lampard. It's just, it is embarrassing. It really is. Yeah, yeah I, I completely agree with that. It's on the day we announced that we are going to Super League, we with <laughs> Fulham. And you didn't even you, play well. How can we call exactly how can we call ourselves a top six club when we're drawing to teams like Fulham? I understand top six rich club. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's all about, it's all about club. money. Uh, um, which that frustrated me a lot because we can't be doing that. Yeah, uh, yeah, exactly. And uh, it, it's just, it, I mean, obviously we can talk about it now with a bit more confidence and a bit more, you know, happiness. Um, because is what happened. But I, I mean, I, I can't imagine, let's say it had gone through, I can't imagine it for the players, obviously the fans. I mean, the Premier League were on about kicking them out and the government were on about kicking them out of England, which means Liverpool wouldn't have been Liverpool anymore. It would have been 
you know, da- Dallas Pool or something like that. You know what I mean? It's a really joke. It's, yeah, you know what I mean? It's, it's a fucking joke. It look, start looking like Pez. You know what I mean? It's a fucking piss take. Um, you have to buy a special add-on for FIFA that costs sixty. Yeah, <laughs> you got fucking Pessy up front and Already. you know Mala on the wing Finaldo. for Liverpool. Yeah, it's I'd just shame. like to say we, we need to be careful, guys, because this Super League has not gone away. I think we all need to realise yeah. that they they could quite easily come back in a couple of years, and we could we could easily be in the same position. So I think, like you were you were mentioning earlier about this uh, independent panel, something has got to uh, something has got to be done. Yeah, and then going back to how we can fix it, get like a fan ambassador that speaks with the club. Well, that's where the 50 plus one rule comes in, isn't it? It's that that would be the ideal, but unfortunately, uh, the Premier League is a different beast compared to the Bundesliga in terms of money. I don't think the fans could uh, uh, rack up enough money to be able to get involved, which which is a shame. None of these clubs will be where they are now without the fans. No, no, of course not. But I think I think partly because of the pandemic, but partly because you know the owners are so out of touch. I think with not having fans in the stadium, it's quite easy for the owners to think, well, you know, we don't need fans and we'd be better off without them and things like that. And mm. you know, I, I mean, I I don't I, I don't know if you either of you have watched many basketball games or baseball games no. or. NFL games. Uh, I mean, I can't can't speak too much on it because obviously, I'm not an avid fan, but I've I've watched quite a bit of basketball. And yeah. when you when you watch a basketball game, it's all like it's all advertising. It's all just money, money here and there. And you look at the people in the crowd, and it's never it's not like you have season tickets uh, in the NBA. There probably is, but they're all at the back where they can't see anything, always at the front are celebrities who call yeah. every now and again. You've got Toronto Raptors with Drake coming every now and again. It's just like they're not... They can say that they're fans, but they're not these true fans. And I, I can't say that I'm, you know, the purest of Liverpool fans by any means. I don't go every week. I can't go every week. I can't afford to. I'd, I'd love to. But, you know, it, it is what it is. But at the end of the day, it's just they've tried to Americanize the clubs because yeah. that's all they've known. And and that's what makes the most money. And and there's been no care for fans. There's been no care for the players, the managers, and um, it is unfair. And as Max rightly says, I think without proper regulation and proper sanctions, I think if anything, the setback here will lead to a more worrying scenario where they know next time not to announce this as quickly or not to you know yeah. plan it correctly before coming out with it because it will come back. And um, it or will be worrying from their mistakes, and yeah. they speak to the fans. Or I, 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 I honestly do. can't see that happening. Yeah. I honestly can't see that happening. <laughs> Quick question for you two: Do do you two think that, in all honesty, that this, all of this going off, could? I know they might play in it now, but it could affect the Euros quite, quite a lot. It's been a, it's a big thing for a couple of months before the Euros. Do you think it could have a little? Uh, a little, a little effect. You would hope that it would, speaking specifically on England, you would hope that it would unify the players. Yeah, you know, but, and you would yeah. hope that by the Euros, there'd be fans in stadiums. You would hope that likes of those players from the top six, which is basically the whole of the England team, to be honest, um, you know, you would hope that they'd come together and say, look, we're doing this for the fans. Like we've yeah. got, we've got a lot to prove here to represent our clubs correctly. Um, but the other way it could go, I mean, you, we've seen mentality from Liverpool and Chelsea so far this week, a lack of intensity and energy. And and that comes from being bashed over and over again on social media from from so-called fans. And it could, it could play an effect. Yeah. yeah. We'll I was see. Uh, excited because Paul might actually have a weird chance of winning that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all the best players are at. Lewandowski's up front, the best yeah. player. Yeah. And... There we go. Well, we guys. Leave it in the comments and let us know what uh what yeah, you think. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Um but with I mean uh, what's what's come out this week is now that the, the Super League is supposedly done for for at least the next few years. The Champions League have come out and said that their new Champions League plan has been has been <laughs> given. Um and what I don't know if you guys know much, too much about it but essentially in 2024 there will now be 36 teams involved. And so, just like the Europa League, there'll be a round of 16. Um, 
what 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 do we think about that? I like that they're expanding it to the thirty six teams. They're adding the, is it four more teams? Is it? Uh, no. Uh, well, I'm not, not quite sure, but it'll be how many group stages is that? Uh, eight, nine, nine groups. Nine groups. Yeah. And then, then the round of 16, which will be 18. So, yeah, 18 yeah. teams in the yeah, round of 16. I reckon it could be good because you're getting more clubs in, giving them more clubs an opportunity. Mm. Uh, and it'd be nice to play more football, kind of, because there's more teams, more football, isn't it? Uh, so, obviously I don't great. see a problem with it. Yeah, obviously great for, for Arsenal as well. More opportunities to get involved. <laughs> yeah. um, I, I haven't read up on it, to be honest. I won't lie, but I did see earlier about... Isn't weren't they going to pick one team on? Oh, I don't know what it was, but say if you finish fifth, then the team in sixth could gain ahead of you on something, um, or other. I don't know what it was, but I'll have to uh, have a little read up on that and uh, by paying you, Afer, <laughs> let you guys know next week. But uh, does the Champions League need changing? I'm not sure, but we'll uh, we'll, we'll soon see, guys. That's the thing, uh, for me personally, I don't think the Champions. I- I mean, we'll get on. I'm going to lead into this from this, but um, I don't think the Champions League needed changing. It either stays as it is, or we move to something like the Super League, but in a different manner. Um, because the Champions League is meant to be the best of the best, and by having teams placed in seventh, it, it kind of let's say in the Premier League now you have to be seventh to qualify. It, there's not that much competitiveness, like. You're competing for seventh and eighth spots. If you mess up four weeks in a row, uh, in terms of your game week, a negative impact on you. I think Champions League should always be for the best of the best, and the Europa League is there for a reason. <laughs> no, no, but it is. If, if the Champions the League is seven, then you're looking at the top ten getting to Europe, and I don't. I feel like it kind of brings that excitement away from it in, in that in that aspect of things, but. In terms of the Super League, if we were going to implement the Super League, we were going to scrap the Champions League, we're going to implement the Super League, how would it work? And uh, how could we make it so that it's a good product and not a bad product? Uh, you've, got to, you've got to have relegation and promotion in it, haven't you? If, you? if you're not competing for anything, then what's the point of... Where's the integrity gone? You've got no point of actually actually attempting in, uh, attempting to play. Um, I... I don't know how it would work. Like, how do you pick the the teams to actually go in it? Because you say the top six from this team, like we've, like we've mentioned many times now, they weren't the top six on current on current form over the last couple of years. They weren't the top six. Um, and I really don't know. I just think the fans are so against it now. Do you think it's ever going to happen? Unfortunately, I don't think it's ever going to uh, ever going to take off now. Yeah, I think I think the name is name is pretty much tarnished now. Yeah, yeah. Any attempt to do anything like that going forward will will probably be in the bin. But uh, Pav, how, how do you think you you could improve it personally? I like that it's a, for me. It would be a whole separate league, but obviously there will be relegation. Hmm. Uh, so, like, let's say top four from the, from the Premier League go top three from Serie area and things like that. Some clubs from each. Uh, like big league, and then like the bottom, uh, the, the bottom of each country kind of go down, and the top from each country go up. Yeah. Um, and I, I don't know whether we played alongside Premier League or not. I think it should. Uh, just it'd be nice to watch. Yeah, it, like international football every week. Yeah. But make it more enjoyable so you can get relegated from that and you can get promoted but then give it some of the lesser clubs to yeah. work together such as West Ham uh, Southampton or the, these teams that have got a chance uh, of getting there Everton uh, but yeah that's that's what I think No I, I completely completely get the uh, the idea of that and I think the, the, the problem is that the Premier League might struggle in terms of you know if, if the clubs aren't in the Premier League anymore, are they going to have the same financial backing? Uh, but at the end of the day, that, that would be a fair way to do it. And people have, I've seen, I've seen a lot of people say on Twitter and, and on YouTube that, um, oh, well, you get bored of, you know, Liverpool v Real Madrid every other week. I, I wouldn't. I <laughs> yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? I'd rather watch Liverpool v Real Madrid, Liverpool v PSG, than Liverpool v... 
Brighton or Burnley. I don't want to watch Brighton or Burnley. Uh, no offense to any Brighton or Burnley fans, but I don't. I don't want to watch that. Uh, so I don't. I don't get where that comes from. But um, in terms of the Super League, I think there's, there's ways you could do it. Yeah. Um, but there's always downsides with everything. I think let's say we scrap the Champions League and you have the Super League, which is again twenty teams who earn it by. You know, same way you're the Champions League, top four from the Premier League, top three from La Liga, whatever, all come together into this league. And if you get relegated, you're not in it next year. Uh, and and so on and so forth. And and le- let's say those teams relegated from the Super League this year face the teams who got into those top four this year. That makes sense. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, to promote themselves up in there. Yeah. Um, uh, so that, that'd be a way to do it. But... Uh, the problem with that is then, let's say they've got Liverpool, for example, have a midweek game against Bayern Munich. They're not going to play their best team against Brighton on the weekend in the Premier League. So, and is that going to bring as many people in? I don't know. So there's downsides to everything, really. And for Liverpool, if they do enter the Super League, they're going to get money from that, which they can invest in the Premier League and make a bigger gap between them and clubs like West Ham, yeah, Everton. That's true. It's such a touchy subject. It's such a difficult subject. I mean... Again, those teams in European spots already have a massive advantage from the financial game. Um, it's it's so difficult to talk about, and I think the fo- the future of football is something that is both scary and has shown to be quite positive from the fans this week. But you just never know, and uh, I just hope that football is in safe hands in the end because <laughs> it's 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 a sport we love and 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 we want to see it thrive. Moving on to the, the final topic that I want to talk about. If, if you guys got any, then uh, then let me know at the end. But um, I think probably the best thing that's come out of this is is the amount of memes uh, yeah. <laughs> and, and comments that have come out of this. Uh, I think my personal favourite has been um, the most recent one from uh, yesterday, Jordan Henderson, uh, letting all the captains know about what's going on and how to stand up for it. And all the pictures of Aubameyang being an absolute prat <laughs> um, not being a captain because he's not. Let's be honest. No, and d- d- did you see his deleted tweet? Did anyone yeah. catch that? He deleted his account. He made it inactivate. Yeah, he deleted. He deleted the whole account. Yeah. Did anybody see what he tweeted? No. He put uh, Corona, didn't he? He, he? he it was basically like a, a year seven tweet. <laughs> like I've come back to Twitter and uh, <laughs> d- d- I, I can't even talk about the Super League or COVID. Or, like, I, I hate my phone. I hate my phone. I'm going off. Bye, Twitter. Peace out. Like, that's your captain of your club. He's 32 yeah. years old. Get a grip. You've got a shit haircut. Get out of this league. Yeah. No, I, I, he shouldn't be a captain. I think it should be Leno. Uh, anyone. Give it anyone. Yeah. Give it that's Saka, true. and he's about seven. Yeah, literally. Um, yeah, give it to he can, he can lead our team. But, but what, what's your guys' favourite memes been? Thogden. Thogden. <laughs> what a hero. Yeah. What a hero. We'll, we'll add the clip. Did you did you see um oh yeah we'll we'll, we'll insert the clip now. Then um, did anyone see his haircut as well, the Rashollison haircut? No. He he got Rashollison's exact haircut. So Rashollison oh. has that um you know like buzz cut, but yeah. then he has a bit in the middle slit out and then he has the line going down like the tramp line. Go around the back, Thug Dad, a middle-aged man, got that, <laughs> and uh, he looked fucking class. To be fair, what and uh, you know he saved football. He did. <laughs> and he's literally he's the only man that saved football. You know what? For for all those people that, that you know commented about coronavirus and things like that, like we're coming out of it now. And at the end of the day, there's bigger thing. Um, obviously, this virus is is an awful thing. It has been an awful thing, but this virus isn't going to be here forever. Fingers crossed. Um, Football is, uh, and they did all the right thing to save it. And I think all those people that went deserve deserve a big big round of applause. Agreed, uh, definitely. Despite them being dirty Chelsea fans, um, <laughs> they deserve they deserve recognition for coming out and, and being supportive. I mean, we didn't see that with Tottenham, of course. We expected that because they have zero fans. Um, but you know, um, I think you'll see a big turnout for for Arsenal. I've heard. Manchester United are doing a, a massive thing on Saturday to try and get the Glazers out. I think this Arsenal one on Friday will really be massive. Um, and uh, I think, unfortunately, I think Arsenal will be prepared for it. Um, mm. So we'll, we'll, we'll see what happens. But 
yeah, it was a, it was an important moment, and uh, yeah, big up Thug Dad and and Thug Dad. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I just like the way you, like Wolves changed their uh, their caption on their Twitter, saying that they're the Champion League, the <laughs> Premier League winners. Oh, and yeah. there's another one there from Spartak Moscow. Yeah, yeah, they're uh, my favourite. <laughs> they're my favourite football team yeah, on Twitter. On Twitter. They're <laughs> brilliant. <laughs> I've put it in the chat. Uh, so if you guys got, uh, we can put it on screen for you. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. literally scribbled out the the English team and just like a five-year-old's handwriting uh, winners. <laughs> Spartak <laughs> win. And it's like a whole... It is, it's my club, Liverpool. They're in the same group. Uh, I can't remember when. Uh, it was the time we got to the final against Real Madrid about three three years ago. And uh, it's this whole Champions League group. It doesn't even make sense. It doesn't actually work. Um, but it's fucking funny. Uh, yeah. And they, they've been classed the whole time. They're a great Twitter account. And, yeah, very uh, good. Uh, but that, that, it's just funny how all these clubs are tweeting, like, oh, yeah, we're winners. Uh, things like that. I just find it hilarious. Yeah, no, it's been great. Uh, it really but has. Twitter over the last two days has been absolutely yeah. class. Fantastic, and I think that's one thing to to point out. Actually, there's been a lot of negativity with this, but one thing it has done is really unite fans. I mean, me being a Liverpool fan, a lot. Of, I mean, you guys have heard my rants and emotions and and things like that <laughs> in the group chat over and over. But uh, as a Liverpool fan, you know, you look towards your your comrades on Twitter who are Chelsea fans, <laughs> Arsenal fans, yeah. and you're united in 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 the love of football. And as soon as I we, we play Arsenal next, I'm going to hate them. But for now, you know, stay stick together. And, and that's something, you know, I'm really proud of for the love of football. Uh, because it could have been quite easy for Arsenal fans, Tottenham fans, Liverpool fans, all the rest of them to go, well, my club, I want what's best for my club in terms of bringing in the money and bringing in those best players that cost money. Um but as a as a nation and as a footballing fan base, we've really come together and said, yeah, like football's like, more than just the top league. They're like fans are rivals against each other, especially in the Premier League. But they all united and did a mm. wonderful thing and saved football. Yeah, uh, and they put all that hate aside and just saved. Yeah, Le- Leeds and Leicester fans it. were uh, coming together. No, Leeds and Liverpool. What's all that about? Yeah, yeah. But you you, you have to in times like this. I mean. Uh, not to compare it to a war, but it, it is essentially a war on greed. And, and you know, football was was m- created by the poor and has been stolen by the rich. By the rich, and, yeah. and And still has been. There's, there's nothing we can do about that. Football is a rich game now. Uh, tickets do cost £40. Jerseys do cost £40 plus. Uh, it is what it is. But at the end of the day, that next step is just unnecessary greed and unnecessary money. And it would make football inaccessible yeah. for real fans. And, uh, and and I'm glad that, that all the clubs saw some sense from all the hard work of the fans. And and it's what, been what great. You, as a Liverpool fan, what do you think of the Leeds <laughs> pre-warm-up kit that they, they wore? <laughs> Champions League uh, game, and on the back saying, football is for the fans. You what know what? Uh, you know what? In... in um, in the terms of uh, FNG, if anyone watches him, they, they get a shit house award from me. Um, <laughs> it, it, to be fair to Leeds, it's a class statement. Unfortunately, the players and the manager are on the receiving end of it. It's not their problem. It's not their interest. Um, and it works both ways for Leeds. It sends a good message to the to the club itself and to social media. And also, it gets in the head of the team. So I can't really complain about it. I'm not overly happy about it because it's not the players and managers fault but if it was the other way around if Leeds were in the Super League and we weren't I'd want us to do it so I completely understand Fair enough. Uh, I completely understand from that point of view um, but um, just to round it off Max obviously your club nothing involved with this at all um, but how would this affect you and how you know you know well actually you might be in League One soon so I don't know <laughs> Um, but how would the Super League have affected EFL clubs like like your own? Um, I think I think it would just like we mentioned all night. It would have come down to money. I think it would have even affected Championship clubs with the money as well because there'd be a lot there'd be a lot less money uh, for the rest of us. Like, I agree. The top six brings so much money to the even when even when the a top top six club gets someone good in the cup, you don't realize how much money that brings in from TV sponsors, all the fans there. 
And I just think it would have been uh, disgraceful for football, really. There was talk about, obviously, if the big six got kicked out of the league, what was happening with promotion and relegation in the championship for a start? That would have been an absolute, an yeah. absolute shambles. Mm. And uh, stuff like that just can't happen. I think, I think it hasn't affected the championship humongously, but we'll uh, we'll see what's next to come. Yeah, I mean, it's uh, hopefully we we can leave this behind and and continue yeah. in in the vein of form that we've been doing, and uh, we hope to see Liverpool back on top of the table. We hope to see <laughs> Derby stay up, and we hope to see Arsenal in the top four. And Josh has just won SPL. And uh, oh, a son scored. We'll leave that for the next podcast. Oh, uh, yeah, we'll leave that one for the next one. There could be oh. big celebrations. As of this very moment in time, I am currently 17 points ahead uh, with seven games to go. Oh. Uh, no, eight games to go, sorry. Uh, so if I win tonight against uh, Elliot, who isn't here, he's, he's too scared, that's what it is, <laughs> um, then I will win the FPO and uh, I'll be taking some money but we'll talk about that next week to see what happens uh pav and myself have a have a cheeky acron as well so maybe we could come back with some celebrations next week yeah, we'll see. Lost. milan lost okay <laughs> both our are in the mud so never mind yeah um, <laughs> ignore that, <laughs> ignore that. Uh, but yeah it could be big celebration celebrations for me uh oh. but anyway get in the comments i know everybody has their opinions on this super league so get your opinions give us uh your best memes what what you find funny from from this whole situation because you've got to laugh at it otherwise we'll all probably cry um but otherwise um it's been great talking to you lads about this super league and uh yeah. we'll be back next week where hopefully yeah. we've got an exciting idea pav do you want to do you want to just talk about that quickly so to be doing a bit of career mode but with a spin mm. uh, so you just gotta stay tuned and see what happens and oh, it could be that. either go well or it could go bad yeah <laughs> we'll, 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 we'll see next week but a, a different concept to the to the podcast rather than just talking um we'll, we'll have some we'll have some fifa career mode for you um and we'll explain that concept next week but that has been the last take and uh it's uh it's goodbye from us uh we'll see you in the next one so see I'm you Pat. see you later see you max Bye. and uh if elliot did manage to get me over some voice notes See you later, Elliot, you pussy. See you next week. <laughs> See ya. See ya. Bye.